The prison industrial complex is a system situated at the intersection of government and private interests. It uses prisons as a solution to social, political, and economic problems. It includes human rights violations, the death penalty, slave labor, policing, courts, the media, political prisoners, and the elimination of dissent. Welcome back to the Boondocks podcast. Today we're covering season three, episode nine, the epic date with the booty warrior in which having conquered his fear of prison rape, Tom volunteers to lead Huey, Riley, and some classmates on a trip to jail as part of a scared stiff program. When a riot breaks out, Tom has to get the kids and his backside out of jail. But first, how y'all living? Like the booty warrior. <laughs> I likes you and I wants you. Man, I can make this easy or yeah. Ooh, that must scary. Yeah. Saw an opportunity for booty. <laughs> right? There's nothing more. Uh, we important. should probably also mention we got a special guest again, which we mentioned last week if you were paying attention. Our cousin's here again. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hello, Demond, uh, aka Cousin Demond, aka I was this day, I was this many days old when I found out that Dijon mustard and spicy mustard are not the same thing. All right, right, me same. Never contemplated it. <laughs> I, I never, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I've never thought about that before. I mean, yeah. I had no idea until my wife needed it for a recipe today. And when I came back with it, she goes, Demond, and she just slams it on the table. Like, how was I supposed to know? It says Dijon, not spice. You're like, it's not French's. It's mustard. Like, it's just what you want. It's on the same row. This is this is for right? this is from European French white people. <laughs> I had no idea. That is hilarious because that is literally probably the spiciest thing that a lot of white people eat. Dijon. <laughs> yes, I like wow. you know they. Dijon. You know they make Dijon mayonnaise. <laughs> that's that sounds wrong. They should, they, uh, they got to put raisins in it too, right? Right. <laughs> and bring it to the cookout and be like, "What? Oh what's my! Wrong? Oh yeah, that's what they. That's what they, that's what they use in their potato salad." Yeah, I will say this. <laughs> so I saw my oldest son this weekend. It's awesome to see your child in love. Uh, by the way, and she's awesome. Aww. She was so nervous. I was like, "Girl, son didn't tell you I'm having dope." Like, I'm, um, I'm not one of those moms. I'm like, "Do you love my son?" And I see that she does. But anyways, I digress. I'm off That's awesome. High five, mom. When I was going back to his, my son, you know, was with his dad, and I remember he came to visit. He was like 15. And I made spaghetti, and this boy was like, "Oh my god, mom! Oh my god, mouth! What did you, what did you put in this?" I was like, "Pepper." Oh no! There is salt and pepper with the county seasoning, boy. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> you thought 
He was eating a Cal- Carolina Reaper. Like he was just like, oh my. I don't know if I, I can do this, mom. You got you got to lighten up on the spice. I was like, boy, it is pepper. Please don't say that. Um, That's so yeah. crazy. And the rest of that visit, I was like, you eating hot shit or spice because I can't have this. Yeah, they I stripped those I, tannins on that tongue or whatever. I, I don't. I you know, bad news for you, MJ. Oh. <laughs> what? You're I'm the same food? way. I cannot eat a lot of spicy food. Oh, I oh. eat pork. Oh, not a lot of it anyway. Like, there's some stereotypical things that that they're like, what do you mean? You're not black. I'm you like, forgot no, how to black? Scare the police. If the police pull me over, they'll disagree. <laughs> right? They don't go, oh, sir, wait. You like things a little on the mild side. Go ahead. <laughs> They'd be like, wait a minute, we're not real sure. We're not real sure here. Hold on. I, I, must, I have some, I have just the thing. They don't bring out a, a sobriety I, test. They pull out chicken and hot sauce. I, I, I must have got oh, your spice gene. <laughs> you, so you, we're gonna stay out. You got my white non-spice gene, and I got the I got the I got the spice gene. Wow, we went there today already. Yeah. <laughs> just gonna go there. I was like, who are all these white people that don't like spice? I mean, I because I, 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 I mean, I mean, granted, I grew up in Texas where a lot of things you eat are on a dare. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> that's his own. That's his own thing. Now, it's there, true. Man. Yeah. So what I, is I mean, that? I don't know. I dare you to eat it though. All right. <laughs> hey, buddy, um, might try. A it's got peanut pepper, butter on it. Most chili pepper. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. What Oh yeah, I got. I'm waiting for the the chip to arrive here, so I yes. can eat that. I'm look. I'm looking at a stack of them right now. I'm gonna send one to Lindsay. Lindsay doesn't know that yet. <laughs> what girl? Yep. Now see, I don't eat spicy shit either. Now I eat pepper, <laughs> but that's about it. Come on. Oh my gosh, you guys! I love hot. Like my dream is to go on this show, Hot Ones. It's on. Mm-hmm. It's right. on a. At first we feast. If you guys have seen that, is that the one that had uh, Shaq on it? Yes. Okay. And like they, he's got that face. Yes, and he's like sweating, but he's yeah. like, I'm, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. He did it without drinking either. He's like, I don't want. And then he had a a trough full of milk. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, Is it a trough? Yes, like seriously. I, so I have a video when we went to New Orleans right before um, Corona, and went on a cruise. And we're walking down the street, you know, and Hamby goes, "Babe, there's there's a hot. I mean, a, a what's it called? Hot sauce." Hot sauce store. And I was like, well, shit, let's go in. And the lady in there was like, we're closed. I was like, well, your door was open. I'm like, you ain't closed now. Like, you have customers in here. So my husband, my brother-in-law, my nephew, my niece, my, my mother-in-law, they're all like, you've got to let her do, you know, try one of these um, hot sauces. And she's like, oh, you want something? And she had like three teeth in her mouth. And she's like, um, I got something for that ass. And then she pulls out a bottle that, you know, is very menacing. The 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 picture on the front and I was like say nothing rack it up let's go so she poured some out she gives me a chip and I don't just dip it I like <laughs> and I'm eating it and I'm like what you know looking at her she was talking shit she's like oh you Cali people I was like don't start Minerva <laughs> like my name was probably something like but um so we're standing there we're standing there and after about three minutes hubby looks at me and he goes Starting to feel it. And I go, why? He goes, because you're sweating on your nose. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And then all of a sudden, I saw fire. And, <laughs> uh, what's that song? I see fire and I see rain. Yeah, I saw fire. I saw James death. Taylor. I saw, yeah, it was, it was not I'm good looking. But I wasn't about to stand there. I wasn't a fucking bitch. You know, it was like, go hard. Go hard. <laughs> I had to represent California and everything. So I was just standing there. And I had this, like, 
you know, you're in, you're in New Orleans. So I have my trusty travel cup full of Tito's. <laughs> Largest cup ever. I am, I can't stand people chewing ice because I don't like the sound. I was chewing, licking, sucking <laughs> every bit of anything that was in that cup. And then I was like, babe, get me somewhere and give me several drinks. Now, I'm stealing so, that sound clip of uh, just for that. I'm chewing, licking, sucking. That's the promo clip right like there. to see this wonderful experience that she had in New Orleans, it is on her YouTube page. <laughs> oh, yeah, is it? Nice. Oh, well, I'll share it and you guys can go look it up. Yeah. How you doing, hubby? Yeah, he's got. Oh, is that what that sound was? <laughs> you, you, get, you need to get do a, 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 a mic stand, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I need to upgrade. I need a heavier stand for her microphone. Like, yeah. uh, you gotta get one of these. I got the road. P- this this is the road PSA one that I'm that I'm. It's 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 clamped onto the desk. Yeah, we had that at first, and those didn't last long either. Yeah, the the ones with the springs that you see that you yeah. can see. Yeah, th- those. Yeah, those don't. This, I mean, because this this microphone is heavier than that that uh, that uh, Rode Pod mic. I mean, by I mean, like, so the Rode Pod mic comes to like here. This is you know <laughs> the whole okay. Yeah. So so this is made. Yeah, this is it's it's not going anywhere. It's it goes. Yeah, you're I talking to it. the right guy. Remember, like I said, during pandemic, all of a sudden. We couldn't go to the studio, and Hubby just was like, guess what? We got some stuff from Amazon coming in. I'm like, some stuff? Amazon was here, like, every day for, like, three days, and all of a sudden, I slowly just saw a little studio being built. There you go. There you go. Yeah, uh, and there's another one. I, I don't know this one that I got for Tiara, because this is not the Road PSA. This is a different one. I, mean, I got this one off of Amazon, and actually, it's a little bit longer than the than the Road one. Um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I'll send you the link for that if if you're interested because yeah it clamps, do. it clamps on making the sausage. Support <laughs> that out, producers. I'm just talent. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, I ever get like that, just be like, you know what? We no longer need. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not going anywhere. Well, I mean, you're, nope. you're, you're, you're until you blow up and then just leave us all behind. We're all gonna blow up. We're all gonna blow up. Uh, no, we'll just all be under one. If studio. she leaves me, she has to take the boys with her, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't blame you. <laughs> like, you know, I want to live in LA, and we were driving down there. My son's like, Mom, I can't live down here. I was like, No, I can. Everybody else just needs to learn how to drive. I don't, I don't understand why nobody can drive down there. And why are they like putting their foot on the brake so fucking bad? It oh, was man. so annoying. Yeah, I hate, I hated, I, that's one of the, re, that's one of the myriad of things I hated about Southern California is LA, Orange County driving. Yeah, it was beautiful though. It was 91 degrees there <sighs> while it was raining here. I loved it. <laughs> loved it. You and I are yin and yang, Jay. <laughs> oh my God. Like seriously, when we were there and I was like, Dean would so hate this. We went to Americana. <laughs> like, we now, did, I was like, he's so hate this. It was so. We were in. Uh, I bet the food though will will be the similar on though. Well, yeah. Well, we had Armenian food. To uh, I've never had that. Formal. So fucking good. Yeah. Oh my god. What's it like? So fucking good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Whatever it is, it's just good. That's it. Yeah, it's like it's uh, Mediterranean. 
Right. Um, so, like, yeah, so much, so much hummus was eaten this weekend. Yeah, um, no, that's I like that. So, yeah, I like I, I like Greek food, and so yeah, like hubby came. I was outside talking, as you know. Wow, where was I? Um, I was outside talking to the brothers, and all of a sudden, hubby comes and he goes, "Open up!" and he just sticks like a big, huge chunk of meat in my mouth. <laughs> that, that's the second clip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. Pause. <laughs> Doing all kind of, all kind of um, That's the, the other way podcast. They do it, yeah, right. Different one today. Hey, very booty warrior esque. Right hey now, right. Um, but yeah, he they they have like um they take like ground beef, but what they season it with is just like amazing, and they put it on a sword. Or you said, yeah, it's beef or lamb, but they put it on like a sword and they cook it like they rotate it. They're very. Yeah, but it's a sword. I've seen a sword. Um, at first, I was... a skewer. Yeah. Yes, but they're like very let's take it back. So it's on a sword, and they take the meat and they just like mold it around it and then cook it. So fucking good. So the That's... hunk of meat that he came to bring me was like that. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it looks like it came off a sword. It's like a yeah. nice. Um, I had that, and we, what else did you? Because me and him were way too busy Chicken. drinking, not really eating. So he just kept bringing me shit throughout the night. We're on the dance floor. He's like, open up. All meat. <laughs> all it meat all the time. <laughs> all right. So are we uh, any, anything we want to cover else real quick before we get going? Booty warrior. Booty warrior. I don't want you. Yeah, yeah. Call it Chris Hansen. <laughs> All right, <laughs> all right. Let's get so let's get this going. So I'll, I'll I, I guess I'll since TR is not here, I'll I'll kind of fill in for her doing this part. Um, so yeah. the episode begins in 2005 with a clip of the uh, with a clip of uh, to catch predator. The booty warrior enters a child's house and is approached uh, by uh, to catch predator host Chris Hansen. The booty warrior reveals that he didn't really want sex with a child, but. Uh, but instead with Chris, Chris Hansen himself. Oh, I know who you are, Chris Hansen. But see, I, I call you Chris Hansen. I watch your TV show all the time. So you can go ahead and bring them cameras and them police is waiting outside. It don't make me no difference. Now, I tell you what. I like you and I want you. Now, we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. The choice is yours. Well, I don't think you and I will be doing anything any kind of way. Okay, I, I see you choosing the hard way. Uh, okay, cut. This isn't working. Someone get this guy. <laughs> so, uh, at, at that point, the booty warrior becomes angry, tackles uh, Chris Hansen, easily pinning him to the counter and having his way with him. Uh, so, Lindsay, you chose that clip. Uh, you want to? You have anything you'd like oh, to say yeah. about it? Just because this episode is so, like, if I was younger when the show was on, but this episode is so prominent in my mind, and I just feel like these are the jokes that are thrown around a lot by Boondocks fans. I sees ya, and I likes ya. <laughs> and, and it also perfectly foreshadows the episode and kind of what happens. Like, you know, Chris Handsome is like, you know, get security or da, 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 this is not working. And it's like, <laughs> mm, that's not how things work around here. You know what I mean? So. Yep. Just a good Chris was like, look, you don't run shit, okay? <laughs> booty Warrior. And Booty Warrior was like, <laughs> I we're, see you we're gonna do see. it the hard way. <laughs> I don't even need water. I just need that booty. So just let's, let's, nothing yeah. as important as booty. 
which we will find out. Uh, so anyway, back to present day, uh, Hugh is, Huey is narrating about Tom's allyship of the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, he's marched in pride, watched gay movies, uh, but he's got a phobia about being anally raped, uh, so far so bad that he's had to take a leave of absence because the phobia got so bad. Uh, but finally, I love Tom- how he says anally raped for a man one at a time. <laughs> like, it's just, it's your, like it's one of the other, it's one of the whole, it could be your mouth. mouth. It could be your mouth. <laughs> but I think you'd have more control to not be mouth oh, yeah. raped than anal. <laughs> that is true. It's just funny that he says that. He just anally like I mean, maybe he's okay with mouth stuff. So maybe. You know. You know? So anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Tom has finally found a group, uh a group therapy that has allowed him to work to overcome his phobia. But it wasn't an easy path. Um Later at the boys' school, uh, J. Edgar Hoover Elementary, if you hadn't noticed, uh, <laughs> the boys have been called to the principal's office. This is the third time your boys have been caught fighting this quarter, Mr. Freeman. This time it was a brawl against five other boys. What happened to him? He got in the way. <laughs> and uh, as you, you in the episode, you'll see that the principal has... Uh, been screwed up, been fucked up a bit. So anyway, uh, the principal then gives them, uh, gives them an ultimatum. Either the boys go to the scared stiff prison visit or get suspended. They, uh, they choose, they choose prison. So, uh, not be called scared stiff now. Like, now, like <laughs> it, kids would be like paws all over the place. Pause. And you would never be stiff. Able to- Real program was called scared straight. Wasn't it? Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. They couldn't do that either. Probably now. No, probably not. Yeah. Like, pause. True. True, true. Yeah, you'd have to get the correct pronoun and and everything. Yeah, true. Um, that was that movie enough for me from the seventies or whatever happened. The first was enough. I didn't need the reboot that they did. Well, one I was too grown, but like (laughs) Amy did the reboot. Those kids were bad asses. Like they'd be in there just like looking at the crazy dude that was spitting on them, and they'd be like, "You're a bitch." Like some of these kids are so not scared. Like you, that 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 wasn't gonna do it. Well, and that's uh, what yeah, that's what the the warden was. Well, and we get we get to that later. But yeah, the, the warden has said that yeah, kids aren't afraid of anything these days. <laughs> they should yeah. There's some they should send them in death row when they take them to scared straight. But I guess they can't because you have to be a good prisoner and want to be able to make a change. Some of those people are like, put them in a cell with me. I'll eat them up. So <laughs> yep. Our nephew went so, to a scared straight out here at Folsom Prison. Oh boy. He wasn't scared straight. <laughs> Demond, you, you, you had chosen this clip. You have, you have anything else you want to say about it? Uh, sorry about that. That's all right. Um, I, I just, uh, part, I, when I watch the show, I, I, I like noticing little things and I kind of miss the big picture sometimes. And the little thing I noticed here was there's not a scratch on either boy. Mm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> not a scratch on him. I'm like, so and so that I was like, man, they were whooping five dudes and beat up the principal. <laughs> and I just got so tickled by that. Um, Whereas, was it they or was it more Huey? Because we know Riley. Riley and Huey and five against five other boys. No, Riley can. Yeah, that's and so that's the surprising part that he didn't have a scratch on him. Yeah, that's true too. So, so which probably means that Huey's probably doing most of the fighting. Yes, exactly. Huey's putting in work. <laughs> Riley was like, get him, get what, get him. That's what he. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you want to kick these hands? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, next up is uh, uh, Tom's at his uh, group therapy session, and he claims that he has overcome his phobia of being anally raped, and that to prove it, he's taking the kids uh, from the school in the Scared Stiff program visit. Um, he asks any of them if they'd like to come. They all uh, they all politely decline. Uh, <laughs> so then, that later that evening, back at the Dubois residence, Sarah is congratulating Tom on his breakthrough, but tells him that he has nothing to prove to anyone. And Tom says, well, he's been thinking about becoming a defense attorney and uh, he would have to go into jails and prisons to meet with his clients. And this is, this is how he's got to do it. Uh, and so this will, this is the first step. Um, so anyway, uh, the very next day at the school, Tom has the group of kids that he's chaperoning and he's giving them all instructions. Uh, th- just then the bus shows up uh, and uncle Russ, uncle Ruckus steps off. All right, all right. My name is Uncle Ruckus, volunteer corrections officer. Next stop, Willie Harden Maximum Security Prison. Now you white chillin', be prepared. This is gonna be like a trip to the zoo. But do not worry, your Uncle Ruckus will protect you. And as for you Negroes, well, this just gonna be like a trip to the future. So it should be exciting for everybody. Come on aboard. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and I, so I chose that clip just because... It's number one, ruckus is, is, is ruckus, uh, and how he, you know, his, his treating of the, of his pretty white children and, and, uh, Riley and Huey, uh, is, is (laughs) it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how to classify that, but yeah, the other thing is that they were going to Willie Horton, uh, correctional facility which is willie horton was was an actual i think he's, he's still alive uh actual convicted i think rapist murderer uh who was uh, incarcerated in some prison in massachusetts who had uh this was back in the late 80s had a furlough program and he was furloughed out and he was supposed to come back and he didn't come back and he had raped and murdered some more people while he was out apparently oh, so, yeah so i should change the name of horton here's the who. <laughs> Willie Horton here's a <laughs> uh, damn. Sometimes he has some fire. Sometimes like that was good. That was good. Perfectly placed as well. Uh, so so yeah. Anyway, so that's I, I wanted to kind of address that part is the the Willie Horton part. Um, the the trivia that was part because I went and researched it. I'm like when I first heard it, I'm like that's got to be somebody. <laughs> so who was the it, decision maker for that program to decide that he could work? Like, I, yeah, that, we'll see. That was that was a whole big thing back during the uh, I think it was the 88 election. Uh, because uh, my I think uh, uh, it was about Michael Dukakis, uh, who was the Democratic who was running then as the Democrat. Uh, and he I think he was from Massachusetts, so they were going negative against him because of the Willie Horton thing. If I Is remember, that the title that, man? he was the one in the tank with the had the sideways. Dukakis, he was saying, uh, no, uh, that who's who no, that was oh, yeah, that yeah, that was uh. Dan Quayle. Dan Quayle, thank the you. Other bright one. Another one from Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no O. What are you talking about? No. Yeah, no, oh, e. no E. It was no E. E, yeah. E. That's what I meant. That's what I said. That's what I said. I saw the E in my head and I said L. That's what I get for talking shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, Dukakis is the one that fell off the stage? Uh, oh, you're talking about the dude that was like, woohoo. My, He's the one that oh, that was, stage. yeah, that was Dean. Uh, yeah. Dukakis was when no, you were a lot younger, but that's California. Yeah, no, like back in the in the in the eighties or nineties, there was a dude who was running, and he took a step forward, and he fell off the front of the stage. I don't remember that part. I, so Dukakis was the one who was. They were trying to point, make him look like he was weak, and so one of the things he did is he I think he went out to uh, their one of the military posts, the the 
the National Guard post and got in a tank and had a photo op, and his he just looked like an idiot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he, I mean, he, he had he had a tank a tanker's helmet on, and it was like yeah. cocked sideways, and he just and you like you know he's never seen <laughs> no sign of temper. My bad, it was Bob Dole. Bob Dole. <laughs> Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Nineteen ninety six, he fell off the stage. Well, because yeah, well, he, he was probably ninety six in nineteen ninety six. Seriously, <laughs> that was back when uh, Ross Perot was running. He was just like rich and was like, ah, oh, yeah. I have enough money to just run." So Ross Perot, yeah. <laughs> my my ears are huge. Now so listen, listen to me. I got I got what you need. You know, what you're gonna have to now look at my chart and <laughs> so, God, I remember all that shit. They would be so like if they tried to run now. Like back then, it was something that we remember. And of course, we weren't a voting age, so we didn't, you know, we weren't that involved. But I was. <laughs> but, well, yeah, I'm saying like with social media and like you know, and entertainment and stuff. Now they would be such a bigger, oh my god, draw yeah. for you know for fodder and that. Like, but they were considered old then. But Biden and Trump are old now. Are they? Is Biden and Trump older than what those dudes were? No, they have like when they ran. They have to be. Uh, they weren't so, they the oldest pair of uh, uh, candidates this last time? That's what I thought like, I heard, but I remember Ross Pro being really old, like, or at least he oh, looked really old. He, no, he just, he, he, yeah, really he's, yeah, he looked, he just always looked weird yeah. anyway. So <laughs> yeah. uh, Bob Dole is currently 98 years old. Uh, Good yeah, Lord. So. Alive. Right? He's still pushing so along. 96 was 25 years ago. So, so that, that, oops, what, what, 98 so 20, minus 25 is 73. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, uh, I is what, 76? Something like that. Yeah. 76, 77. Joe Biden is 78. He's 78. So, he will be 79 in November, November 20th. Before Obama, then all the presidents were old. Yeah. Except for Clinton and Obama. Uh, well, and he, yeah, Kennedy. Now Reagan was old too. Yeah, Reagan was old. Yeah, Reagan yeah. was old. Reagan was in black uh, yeah, and white. Kennedy was films. in his thirties. He was young. He was. He was in. The, he was. He was in his forties. Forties. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, just he like early forties. I think. Ross Perot was sixty-two when he ran for president. What? Whoa! I thought he was older. Than oh that. shit! I mean, nineteen thirty. Yeah, he was born in nineteen thirty, so he had to. Be, he was sixty-two. So yeah, when when uh, when Kennedy was inaugurated, he was forty-three. Yeah, he was another young one. Of course, they make sure he didn't see forty-five. <laughs> right, they were like, "We let him get in their butt." Never realized and, that, and that his brothers have all been old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, a whole, that's a whole different episode because I really think that that family oh, is I, like somebody sold their soul so many years ago back in like in that family. Yeah, somebody. I, I often wonder if you know if if it's old people that get elected as a way to keep them. uh to to uh to two no more than two terms <laughs> so, right? yeah. there's no way that yeah. they can even if they even if they create somehow created extra terms that uh you know you're not gonna make it you're too old yeah, so I was say, who, who would follow a, a coup following the motherfucker who's about to die just <laughs> <laughs> like they're not gonna so, that's why so me. Know the name of our yeah he's like aft like do you did you guys see that clip when he yeah yeah and so that's what we call the ATF right now. We're like the AFT because he was really giving a speech and said the AFT. You know, that is who, not. Who was that? Biden. Your oh, boy Biden. Biden. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. People. My so our friends this week were like, "No, you guys were all about it." And I was like, "Well, that's when 
we were looking at the lesser of two evils. Oh yeah. Now he's in there. He's fucking up. I have my opinion. Like, come on. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, I mean, granted, I mean, you, you can look, you can go back and look at the last four years and what Biden is doing now is nowhere near as bad. Uh, I mean, and he's not, I mean, he may screw up on AFT, but I mean, he's not talking about when, uh, back during the, uh, the, the American revolution that they were taking over the airports and, <laughs> you know, yeah it's the the not trying to first of all we put a reality star or want to be in the office so that's why you know joe sleeps probably 1 30 um has dinner at 3 30 and then is in bed staunchly 7 30 so we can't you know he he doesn't have a lot to say or fuck up during the day but you know trump is like wait gotta get up and tweet you know he's (laughs) dying not being able to put on social media right now he's like literally dying he can't handle it Taliban has an account, but he can't. So he's like, you know, having an account. <laughs> uh, uh, we're here. Get out of here, Trump. We're, we're bringing in the Taliban. Fuck you. Right, right. <laughs> now that's some messed up shit. We'd rather <laughs> let the people who help plan a very bad day in our country. Well, uh, so, uh, that, well, I don't. I, uh, ta- Taliban and Al Qaeda are not necessarily the same thing. Now, there may be people that were in Al Qaeda that were part of the Taliban, but I don't. I don't necessarily equate them directly. Now, not, I'm know. not. I'm not saying that uh, that, that the Taliban like is years. good, but yeah, I mean, because yeah, it's it's a it's a shit show over there. But I mean, okay, it's a but shit show over here too. So yeah. from Trump. Trump blames everything on China. So talking about Trump, China. he's going to equate the two as the same. And he's like, these fools can have a Twitter page, but yet <laughs> I can't. And I'm American. Like he's shitting bricks right now. Um, we were talking to one of the uh, hubbies. Yeah. Fraternity brothers. who's who's also Marine. Um, uh, and I asked him, like I said, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of tequila, a lot of Jameson, a lot of vodka this weekend. Yes, allegedly. Um, so as we were talking and I was asking him, like, how do you feel about, you know, like us upgrading them and their army? Like they had, I mean, what you want to call an army? Their, you know, their guns and everything. Like they were using shit that they used in the Cold War. Now mm-hmm. they're like, wait a minute, what? This is like Halo. We like gave them all kind of shit. And how he feels, you know, as a, as a, in, he's in the reserve mm-hmm. now. So he still goes and serves or whatever. And I said, how does that make you feel? And he said, you know, he was only over there at the tail end. He went over and said, I'm more concerned with, you know, the fact that my children, like he was saying, the boys, like your children's children are probably going to be dealing with repercussions of that happening. Um, he said, but then those, on the other side, you know, knew a lot of um, people that were upset about it because they had spent so much of their time over there building these relationships and being away from their own family mm-hmm. just for us to turn around and go here, let's make you stronger and better. We're going to go, you know, so it was just very interesting to hear um, insight from somebody who, you know, that's, that's their job. That's like their boss making a decision, you know, so sitting there and hearing about how they don't feel like they're respected as, you know, people that kept, kept this country. Safe. Oh, no. Yeah, um, and the, I'm sure the, the, you the can mili- relate to that too. So. Oh, totally. The military is a pawn. I mean, that's all it is for the pawn for power people. Um, so yeah, there, there's no respect for the military for from anybody really i mean uh, the i mean we the oh yeah yeah but the thing i i mean and, and i and i've heard this from other veterans as well 
thank you for your service. I hate it. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I have, yeah, I had a guy tell me that. Yeah, it's, I had a guy tell me that. It, it's so, I mean, yeah, great. I, and I, 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 I'm always polite about it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I mean, I, I was in it because I was poor and I needed college money. That's why. I wasn't drafted. Yeah. No. And I, yes, I knew what I was getting into. I didn't know fully what I was getting into uh, until I was there. I mean, nobody really You were like, I me. hope that this random person one day tells me thank you. <laughs> well, you know, you weren't thinking That's, that. Yeah. No, so, not at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I was not there for accolades or anything like that. I, didn't, I wasn't there for a fucking flag uh, or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's and nobody's there for a flag and those who's uh, uh, those are the people i really hate uh, people fought and died for that flag no they fucking did not no, they did no. not die for a they fucking wanted to flag. get out of their bodunk you know freaking hillbilly town or they want to get out of being you know hearing shots gunshots every freaking day yeah. from the time that they were born to the time that they were 18 and that's why hubby actually says he's like the military it's not a bad thing but it is not for people of color no because basically that's just another way for you know, I mean, we're going to keep you at a certain level. Yeah. You I know, mean, unless, unless you get, unless you get high as VAB scores where you yep. can go into whatever, yep. but there's a lot, I mean, and I've or, said or this, I'll go from college. I will say, and, and this is, yeah, this is the thing that I've said over and over. Uh, my experience in the military is, especially in combat arms is there's, there are, there are a lot of people of color in there. And that's because the schools where they go to, uh-huh. are oh, they, yeah. they, they, they you recruit know, at, the they, schools that are in poverty time, uh, exactly and that, and that was a school that i was in as well but i had high asvab score i could have chosen pretty much anything, anything yeah, yeah. i i i chose i chose to do two years because i could i could do that and 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 go do whatever i wanted to do get get my college money and be gone that was the shortest uh-huh. i could do uh-huh. um but you know some some folks don't have that choice and you know you can't pick to, to that you want to go into be a linguist unless you have a really high ASVAB score. Exactly. Uh, and then like I that. hate how people go, I'm going to, and I know nothing wrong. Air Force, great. I love what you do. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you how many people that were like, I could barely spell your name. And they're like, I'm going to the Air Force. We're like, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. You know what I'm saying? It's just certain things. You think about urban areas, that's real quick. Like we live not too far away. We're in the suburbs, but hop, skip, and a jump over a couple of streets. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, babe, lock the doors. Um, you know, but you will definitely see a recruiting office in some strip mall yep. in an urban area, but yet mm-hmm. there's no grocery store around. Yep. But there's liquor stores and then there's a rec- Yeah. I was gonna say for the school I work at, we actually will not even allow them to come recruit. We don't yeah. offer it to the students and good. We have nice um acceptance rate really high for colleges, but yeah. if a student just really wants it, then they can reach out to the recruiter and then like they could come visit them, but yeah. even then we try not to have them come on campus because we just it's so bad. Because they always send the nice looking black kid, the Mexican kid. Like it's always a group. It's like a into you know it's like a kids on the block, but multiracial. Mm. Um, that they send in. You know, it's always a, a Mexican. It's always a black. It's always and, and, and they're, in their, they're in their oh yeah, uniforms. it's, it's they're dressed well. Yeah. You having people take a test, and the people that you're having take this test, you know they're going to score low because. That's why they're picking the military because they scored low on the other test that they already took. You know, like these people that, that they're and already scoring low on tests, so it's, it's a repeat thing and score low on the test. Like I, I you think like the way that other countries do it, where you have to have a service, like you have to have Israel, service. Um, yeah, Israel, um, Korea, uh, yeah. Nigeria, like yeah, Turkey or something. Yeah, I think that, I don't think that that's bad because then it's like you have other interests and you know what you can do, but then you're going to learn about. I'm doing government in air quotes again um, from the inside, you know, and, and you're getting those skills. So I kind of like that better. 
Um, yeah. But we can't do it here in the United States because we just tell people what to do. So if that were happen to happen, it'd be like a draft type thing. Oh yeah, you know. Um, so I know we're way way off topic. Sorry, cousin. I know you're tired <laughs> over there. I know you're rubbing your eyes. And th- and that's kind of uh, and th- and all that'll be part of uh, what comes up in our stupid white people question later. Uh, so yeah, I'm psychic. I'm yeah. Psychic. Uh, so anyway, after, uh, after they get, uh, after all the other kids get on the bus, Tom realizes that Riley is missing. He finds him with a toothbrush that he's sharpening into a shank. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> he, 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 he takes it from, he takes it from Riley and, and Riley says, you want one? I cause I brought another toothbrush. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, takes it away from him, puts it in his pocket. Uh, he thinks, well, he thinks cause Riley says, you know, anything happens it's your fault and so that really rings in his head and so he puts the shank inside his coat pocket and that uh, is called foreshadowing yep so anyway they uh next up they arrive at the prison uh and are taken to the scared stiff prisoners uh the prisoners tell them that they uh they may think that jail is cool but there's nothing cool about it the pr- uh, prisoners tell them that prison is, is a system designed to keep black folks down uh and and uh this one, he gets in Huey's face about asking what he knows and like the intro clip that we played, uh, that Huey tells him exactly what it's all about. Um, then the talk changes to, yeah, well, you, you, you may know about that, but the rest is prison rape. Everything else is rape, <laughs> man, man booty. You're either getting raped or you're raping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, then they use Tom to make an example of him by scaring him so much and have him take off his clothes, uh, upon their demands, uh, while doing this, um, the shank that, uh, Tom took from Riley falls out of his pocket. The booty warrior notices, steps up and, uh, and takes it, uh, hides it. Um, so then, uh, he gets up and he talks about how, uh, booty is the most important thing in prison. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he starts approaching Tom uh, like he did Chris Hansen, finally putting the shank on Tom. The guards rush in, but they uh, they're told that they need to back up because they're take the the prisoners are taking over the prison. Uh, suddenly, Tom remembers his self defense training and gets the booty warrior off of him, slamming up slamming him against the wall, and then he runs away as the guards attack the prisoners. Uh, Huey at that point grabs Riley to keep him away from the fight. Um, at that point, the prison is called the SWAT, called in the SWAT team and there's news helicopters flying all over the place. And as the riot is escalating, uh, Tom is running through the halls of the prison and comes across a bank of payphones. And he first decides he's going to call 911. Oh my God, I can't believe this. Hello, 911 emergency. Oh my God, listen, you have to help. Help me, please. Sir, please come. What's your emergency? I'm inside William Horton Maximum Security Prison, and they attacked the guards. I think there's a riot happening. They've got hostages, too. Children. Oh, my God. I love the children. Sir, where did you say you were again? I'm inside the prison. How long before the cops come in and save us? Well, I wouldn't hold your breath. Yeah, I got a guy on the phone that says he's at Horton Prison. I, I don't know. I'll ask. Uh, sir, have they raped you yet? <laughs> have they raped No! What kind of fucked up question is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, at that point, he uh, he decides to call Sarah Collect uh, to let her know what's happening. While, and he's sobbing and snotting all over the place. Uh, <laughs> Again, yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah. So I wanted to get that because you know nine one one calling from a prison. I mean, what do you think they're going to do? Uh, <laughs> so, and of course, you know, have they raped you yet? <laughs> so, uh, which hits definitely hits Tom's uh, anal rape nerve. Um, back, oh, back, 
<laughs> so back in the room where the uh, where the kids and the with the prisoners, the booty warriors wondering what happened to Tom, uh, aka the booty. Um, the other prisoners state that they were they were busy fighting the guards. They ask him uh, what his plan was. He said his only plan was to get some booty. Uh, he then runs off to find Tom. Uh, Ruckus make at that point makes a plea uh, <laughs> to do whatever they want to. Huey and Riley, but leave the white children be. Uh, the prisoners say that they aren't priests and they're not going to hurt the kids. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Huey, Huey asks the prisoners what their plan is and that, which they don't have. Uh, Huey then says, "You know, you got, you got, you should have some grievances, and you've got hostages. They might be able to work things out." So, um, so that gets started. Uh, Tom, while Tom is still on the phone with Sarah, he tells her that he has to go back for the kids. She tells him that just let the professionals handle it uh, and stay where he is. Still sobbing, he tells her that he has to do it. Uh, tells tell Jasmine I love her, and then he hangs up and runs off. Um, back in the room with the prisoners, they are having a parliamentary type discussion. Okay, so all the motions brought before this motherfucking committee to add a, 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 a demand to the official list of demands will be ratified with a motherfucking majority vote, nigga. Unless that demand is vetoed from the committee chief executive, at which point it will require a two-third majority vote to pass. But who gets to be the motherfucking chief executive? I'm the motherfucking chief executive, motherfucker! I didn't vote for you! I thought this was the motherfucking democracy, you autocratic motherfucker! Come over here and say that shit, and I'll turn your motherfucking teeth upside down! The chief executive is a rogue rotating office to be held by each member of the executive riot committee in order of prison ID number for a period not to exceed 90 minutes time. So, so uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure that was kind of partially an homage to uh, the uh, Monty Python and uh, the Holy Grail where they're talking about, I was, I, I'm king. Well, how did you become king? I didn't vote for you. <laughs> Uh, that whole, that whole part, um, reminded me of that. Um, I don't know what, well, uh, Lindsay, you chose this clip. I just thought it was amazing that he was sitting here engineering a democratic system yeah. that's better than our own <laughs> with term limits and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Huey's keeping, uh, keeping the minutes. Uh, you know, one thing I meant to look up is he's got a turban tied around his head. Uh, which he didn't have before. I don't, I, I'm wondering if that had something to do, if there's some homage there, I just didn't look up. But, Isn't that Oz? Uh, I, maybe. I, I, you know, I only saw bits. I've only uh, seen, I haven't seen all of Oz, so it could be. Out of BC work. Oh, okay. He wore turban and he wore, um, who else he wore? No shirt. And that's right. And he was a booty wearer. I was going to say, if there was one autocratic <laughs> motherfucker on Oz, it was out of BC and yeah. Schillinger. Schillinger yes. Yeah. Uh, Stabler. Stabler. Well, he's Stabler on uh, Law and Order. And <laughs> I would. I know Chris Maloney's real name. If I ever see him, I'm totally calling him Stabler. Like it, <laughs> just like if I ever saw Liv, I would call her Liv. Like I know that's not these people's names, but come on, you guys have been these thirty years. Um, but I want to say sidebar. Every time you heard talking about, you say the booty boy. Mm. Is it wrong that in my head, Bubba Sparks song? <laughs> Booty, 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 rocking everywhere. Just kind of plays. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I think the turban, and I could be wrong, y'all, but my brother loves some fucking Lawrence of Arabia. I've seen that movie, parts of that movie, more than oh, I wow. ever wanted to see. And I think I that has something that. to do with negotiations, but I didn't watch that shit. <laughs> yeah. It could be. Yeah, I, you know, the, we are talking about, about the great mind of Aaron Magruder and the writer there. So 
Could be, you know. Um, and what's so funny is people talk about the show and they herald the show, but they don't break it down and look at it the kind of way that we do. And because I've definitely learned more from the episodes now than when I ever got when we first, you know, when I first watched it. So I think that, you know, that is something that I think most people miss um, are the nuances and the, and the certain things that allow you to think um, and really just kind of think about everything as a, a big picture about these, in this show. So it very well could be because I, who would be sitting around high passing the, the blunt and go, you know what? There's some Lawrence of Arabia shit My right fucking there. brother. Not, right? I just Googled it though. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying like, unless you are. So oh, right. that's just one of the great things about it. Yeah. No, like opens it up so much more to you. Yeah. I mean, it was, even, it comes it was back that even on the, really- on the boondock subreddit, there's, there's a question about it, but it um, still never got answered. Somebody said it, it may just be an improvised do rag. Uh, it says Lawrence of Arabia is about uh, Peter O'Toole serving as well, Peter O'Toole was the actor. He's serving as a liaison between the Arabs and the British in their fight against the Turks. Yeah, you and Hubby are doing the same thing right now. I didn't know it was about a real person. I'm oh yeah, actually. he was a real person, and I think he was bisexual, if I remember correctly. Well, or he may have been. I, mean, yeah. I think a lot of people back then were. How you, there just wasn't a. I like. Uh, well, they didn't have that term back then for. Uh, <laughs> He just like booty. If you he like booty, booty. <laughs> a woman or a man booty, he he didn't care. <laughs> like I don't think I mean, he didn't because sometimes they also used to do like little boys in like uh, Greek mm-hmm. or yep Roman yep like uh, oh yeah Game Game of Thrones they definitely touched upon and very you know openly went to th- I talk about that but um, Samurais I mean too. We, we're into that yeah yeah yeah. You know, Vikings, you're in the middle of the ocean, you know, for years, not just days. You know. Please tune in yeah, next geez. week to our new podcast, Booty Warriors 3D. <laughs> <laughs> Booty Warriors Across History. <laughs> I would listen to it. I'm not even lying. <laughs> and the song would be Booty, 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 Market, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, actually, it looks like that. Uh, so T.E. Lawrence was the uh, was the person it was based on. Um, actually, it's uh, there's the, actually he may have been asexual. Actually, uh, there's no reliable evidence for consensual sexual intimacy between Lawrence and any person. His friend, his friends have expressed the opinion that he was asexual, and Lawrence himself specifically denied any personal experience of sex in multiple private letters. So that's what it was. What friends? This was this book was written in the. 1926. What friends does he have this a lot? <laughs> well, I mean, this was, I, I guess this was uh, Bob based off of <laughs> Bob Dole. <laughs> Bob Dole did not give up the booty. <laughs> He's like, we were just friends, but I kept the booty. Kept that, that reminds me of Martin, a joke of Martin. If he ever went to jail, he would be the shittiest person ever. He said even his waves would have shit on it because he'd be like, hey, come here, come here. He was so nobody would want to ask. He just would wipe it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, some good stuff. My mind is that is so <laughs> random thought right now, but that is all to me in my mind. It all it all connected. Um but yeah, there's a it's it's just interesting. Um I had never everybody says every black person knows somebody in jail. Yeah, you know, me. You have a long distance cousin. But I never had an experience with and I'm getting back to the show now, to prison life and prison experience until I had a very good friend, an older woman. Um by all accounts, like normally society be like, you don't go to jail, slap you on the hand. You got a DUI. Um, but no, she, they, they were not playing in this County and ended up sending her to prison for five years. Holy shit. Um, and she was 53. Yeah. She was 53 Damn. when she went in. 
and we're very good friends. So to go through the whole JPay thing, which is how, you know, you get to talk on the phone and you send them stuff, what you have to go through as a civilian to go in and visit these people. Um, I sat close to one of Charles Manson's, um, me. I think it was from me. I've sat in close to her, like how I'm sat. I've been as close to her as I am to hubby right now. And I can reach out from? to him. Yes. Yeah. And first of all, let that lady out. She's a the thousand who, years old. Oh, yeah. They, all just her, they just denied her pro last year or the year before. She can't move any faster than a baby that's learning to toddle. Like she is not hurting anybody. Um, but it's just crazy to see once you know somebody in there, how it is not about rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. It is not about, um, you know, making these people better people. It's so about the politics. It becomes a completely different world. And it's uh, about repeating. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's how you make the booty warriors. That's how you make, you know, any of these people that are in. Um, go to jail, you get a felony. Then you get out of jail to get a job. They ask you, well, do you have any felonies? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, and so it's interesting to me. My whole point in saying that was that, you know, we treat these individuals like, you know, like freaking animals. But a lot of them are intelligent enough to have this situation actually occur every day. And they do kind of have their own, you know, prison politics that they go by. Um, and so it's just interesting to me that, you know, this episode, it touched upon, there's a whole lot you can touch upon when we talk about our prison system and our justice system. And it was like, how did they put all that in into 22 minutes? You know, because I feel yeah. like they hit upon every point. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so. Totally. The original booty warrior went on an interview and said that he was a booty warrior. Yeah. And oh, it's yeah. like, oh, oh you are, yeah. He, Hubby was across the street and get to see they, um, cause they hadn't seen the video. Yeah. They had never seen, uh, being played it. And, oh, and then cousin was like, wait, he got out of jail? Yes. They let him <laughs> out. Like, and those are crimes when you're in there and you're taking people's booty. Like, yeah, that's crimes. And so, you serious? Wait, Maybe. what? <laughs> so it depends on which jail you're in. So you have federal prison and then you have state prison. Each state makes up its own rules for what is a, another charge or a crime when you are in there. So in California, per se, if, some, if a man rapes another man, then he could get another charge. In, say, uh, Virginia, that might not be the case. Each state will make up their own thing. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> right? There you Mind go. Alone. That's ridiculous. I mean, in the, on the world, in the world, out and about, you can't be at 7-Eleven and be like, I like his booty. I'm going to take it. There'll and be, then not. There'll be some to- type of discipline more than likely. Never been locked up. But there'll be some type of discipline more than likely. But in terms of catching another felony or, you know, like actually adding additional time, that's not every single. I just always thought, like on Oz, they never really. I mean, they would say they got extra charger or something, but they never really did. But I was like, it's a TV show. But then there's the p- prison guard politics of it as well. Like, if you guys have ever gone to Eastern State Prison, I think in Philadelphia, that was the most depressing shit I have ever experienced. Like, a museum or history type shit. And then they have like a cool exhibit where you walk through the prison and you look into the cells and then a hologram pops up. So I sat there. Yeah. I sat there and watched a hologram of a lady talking about like, um, she was transgender and like how they put her in with the men and how she was prostituted by the prison guards in the prison for favors from the prisoners and sort of that sort of situation. So it's just like, 
it's crazy. Like even to MJ's point, like what you were just talking about, like how I know we're going to get to it. None of us picked this clip, but when they talk about like, are you going to rape us? And they go, are you crazy? We're prisoners. We're not going to hurt kids. We're not Catholic priests. We're not priests. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what, it, that's what we should be yeah. scared. But here you go. It's just good. crazy. It's a different world. It's a different universe. And that's why oh, even yeah. the real life booty warrior, how he says, you know, booty is like water. To his point, mm-hmm. it is a negotiation kind of something you can trade or do something you get used to protecting. They, they pay their little boys. Yeah. Put, yeah, put your so finger we, in my uh, belt loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there's I mean, there's not always one, but the one that comes in and, you know, mm. living life and and I think that's a way for them to, of course, one, get adjusted, you know. Um, you may not be that no one, but no, not that feminine on the outside. You may not wear your shirt tied up, you know, like it always reminds me of the what was it, the ice cube video when he was like you're like Juan, yeah, switching up like they're they don't they're not to that extreme, but that's how they kind of end up. And so I think it's because there's the black and white and the Mexican politics and all that, and they're like separated. So somebody comes in for you to take care of me. Okay, I'll play that role, you know. Um, and it's it's a survival thing. Like it's the the things that they do to survive by choice is something that should we don't look at it and we go, oh my god, that's so bad. You know, it's just all it's it's the rest of the things. It's the you know, the uh, the officers doing it. It's the poor food that they give them, you know, which then leads them into bad health, which then, you know, it's it's a it's a cycle that they perpetuate. And we know now that everybody's like, hey, prisons are profit. Now it's, be, you know, it's becoming so much more of a problem. Um, but it's like, you know, to those in the brown community, they're like, it's always been a problem. Mm-hmm. You guys have used this as a way to break up our mm-hmm. families. To traumatize our men and continue and slavery. Now you're doing it to women. I was gonna say it's the only legalized slavery in the United States, but no one talks about that. Yeah. Yep. The, yeah. the the ones that abolish all into slavery is said, except for if you're incarcerated. I mean, yep. how many people are in there because of drugs? So maybe that's not the place to put them. Mm. Think about that. You know, if, hey, if we, don't if don't, don't be logical people, now. Come on. I I mean, God. <laughs> how dare you? Stop how making dare sense. You? MJ, how dare you try to come up here, talk sense, and come up with solutions? You're on the wrong podcast. We're Americans. We're not about solutions. I think how crazy is that they know now that people would like lie about evidence and and just set people up. So how many black people or minorities, Mexican, whatever it may be, that's locked up right now that really was innocent, even though everyone's like, oh, everyone's innocent in prison. Like you, you can't really tell because at some point, Police system was mm-hmm. corrupt. The the judge system was corrupt, and then you put them in prison where they're setting them up to either get beat up or catch more charges and things like that. And so, so somebody's will has to be circle. broken. Somebody at that point in time, like when you're out and about and you're doing your thing, your life, and you're struggling every day, you still have some will there because you see the light at the end of the tunnel. You don't see that when you've been in the prison system and you've yelled and you've and you've beaten and you've said everything like I'm innocent. At some point in time, you're like, well, this is my life, which is sad because there's probably so many so many just thousands of people that they've spent their life like that and they didn't need to um but because their will was broken you know that's what happened so yep. um yeah it's, it's, it's sad and i don't understand why people think jail's fun i don't get this whole like <laughs> let's do stupid shit look i mean the crazy part is I tell my students it's like the pharmacy companies. They're not going to put out a bad vaccine because 
they would end up going out of business. They they won't have anybody to sell to. Prisons yep. are never going to actually reform everybody because then they would go out of business. There would be no more criminal. It's like the whole idea of what a prison is supposed to do and the lie that we tell people in school, even in law school, or my issue, why I didn't continue with that. It was like, you guys are tripping. It's a big circle. Yep. And you guys put a certain demographic of people in that circle to where now they've been running that lap for years. Yeah. All right, continuing on here. Uh, um, so they continue on with their meeting uh, with Huey, keeping the minutes and providing rules as they go along. The first motion that they can make is to add bitches to their uh, official list of demands. Next, white bitches. This leads to a discussion about whether whether or not white bitches is covered by bitches. After some arguing, they decided to add white bitches to the official list of demands. Uh, from there, outside the prison, the reporters have all shown up. There's a massive police uh, outside the prison as, uh, as well. Um, SWAT teams, everything's showing up. Tom is, at that point, is still sneaking through the prison. Uh, back in the uh, the room with the kids and the prisoners, they're going, uh, they're going over the list. Uh, it's a list of all the different kinds of bitches they want. Uh, Tom gets to, uh, to the room, gets to the room for, uh, gets Ruckus's attention while the prisoners are going through the list. Uh, Ruckus gets the, the white children and follows Tom, leaving Huey and Riley behind. Uh, Huey is helping the prisoners figure out their demands, recommends a demand to stop outsourcing prison, prison labor to private companies. Uh, they do like this idea, but they think they could, they should, they consider about instead getting paid in bitches. Uh, Huey is obviously nonplus and Riley at this time because of the boring conversation has passed out. Uh, Tom, uh, is helping ruckus and the kids navigate the prison along with the warden. Uh, and as the prisoners continue to argue, um, uh, they looked over to see that the kids are all gone, uh, cutting back to Tom ruckus and the warden and the kids The Tom asks if everyone's still there. The warden tells them that there's a service exit nearby. Uh, ruckus says that the white kids are all there and that he left Huey and Riley back with the convicts where they belong. Uh, Tom then decides he's got to go back to get the boys. Uh, and, uh, he tells, uh, Tom to stay away from the toss salad guy. Cause he's got peanut allergies. Um, as Tom is heading back to get the boys, he hears other prisoners nearby ducks through a door to hide. The door leads to the showers. The booty warrior completely naked, except for his green hat, uh, walks through the steam of the shower room and starts throwing bars of soap at Tom, uh, taunting him. Uh, the two begin to fight. The booty warrior gains the upper hand. He confronts Tom, but as he approaches, he slips on a bar of soap Hitting the back of his head, Tom grabs the soap from the booty warrior that the booty warrior slipped on, screaming, you can't have it, and throws it at the booty warrior, defeating him, and then consequently fully conquers his fear of prison rape. Um, at this point, the prisoners no longer have leverage with the two children, that they, <laughs> with the only two children they have uh, left to give up, so they give up. Uh, only, uh, one of the prisoners tells Huey that after spending so much time in prison, he deeply regrets all of his actions that put him in jail. And always wishes things that could have been different. And the only thing he could do at this point on is rape other inmates for the rest of his life. Uh, Tom then rushes in to uh, see the prisoners gone and asks if uh, asks the boys if they're okay. Um, which he replies that they're fine. And asks Tom if he's okay. Uh, he says yes, uh, showing for the first time that he is okay. Riley ends this with a rant. Of course you okay. You read. How chaperone gonna run, Mr. Dubois, huh? Leave the kids say yourself. Is that what chaperoning mean to you? 
I can't believe this is supposed to scare me. A prison full of bitch-ass niggas. The complexes bitch-ass niggas. All they did was vote. The COs was bitch-ass niggas because they just fell over. In time, you was a bitch-ass nigga too because all you did was run. They wouldn't know what to do with a real nigga like me up in here. Lucky for them, I'm a little kid, so they can't put me in a real jail. They got to put me in a jail for like real nigga little kid. Real nigga, little kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad you repeated that because I thought I did think that last bit bared repeating, and it couldn't be me, of course. So <laughs> that's the funniest shit. That is the funniest shit. Like I've been telling hubby shit that we've been hearing. I'm like t-shirt right there. You would totally have to like pref- on the t-shirt would have to be like shit that Riley says before you could just put it on the sheet. That is fire. Like real little nigga kid. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. A, a top five list. I mean, the first one being that's gay. <laughs> That's totally, totally. Like you're a bitch. Because yeah, everything, Riley thinks everything pause. is gay. I mean, yeah, everything. how many how many times did he say pause in this mm-hmm. episode? Pause, I mean, pause again. <laughs> so my kids are like, "Can I watch it?" And I'm like, "Ugh, can they?" Maybe the 13 year old can, but I'm like, the 10 year old, uh, I don't know. I'll let them watch. He just thinks it's a cartoon. I mean, R- Riley's eight, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> my son has a little little bit of Riley in him, okay, because he's so smart. But he also wants to just be like, let me tell you what I think. So all of a sudden we'd be getting letters from school or uh Jackson's in class calling people niggas and like being niggas can I borrow French fry? <laughs> he would not because he's afraid of his dad, like yes, he should be. <laughs> uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh boy. So yeah, that's the that's the end of the episode. They wa- they walk off into the sunset basically. <laughs> and Tom and in his uh tank top and uh boxer shorts. Because mm-hmm. he's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Riley just giving it to him. <laughs> Riley don't give a use a bitch. <laughs> the bitch. <laughs> I think we should continue this through the white people question because yeah. This all leads into that for sure. So let's let's go ahead and do that real quick, and uh, and then we'll and then we'll we'll continue we'll continue this in that in that whole conversation. Yeah. So so let's uh, let's do this real quick. Welcome to stupid white people questions. You mean I'm gonna stay this color? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, so, what, interestingly enough, Steve Martin was trending on for some reason on uh, Twitter today. But and so it was good. Unfortunately, uh, he it wasn't because he had died or anything. So, I think it's because well, it's he, funny that he's got talk, that he's got that new him. special with him and Mar- uh, Martin Short and Selena Gomez. Oddly so enough, so good. Uh, so so good. I love yeah. it. Oh yeah, is it? Is it, is it good? It's funny. It's it not good? like you guys are gonna be ha ha like dying laughing. Oh, it's called only Mur- only murders in this hotel, in this building, right? Yeah, but in it's like building, a okay. it's a diff- it's like dad joke humor, kind of how we were talking about at the beginning. But it's good. It's enjoyable. You can watch it with the whole family. And I heard that there's gonna be a oh, second wonderful. season. I love it. All right. You can watch well, it. Uh, what you say, I'm sorry. You can watch. Um, I. We're trying to find something to watch together as a family at night. You can watch. You can. That There's fame. a few risque jokes, but I don't think kids will catch it. Like Steve Martin gets oh, a okay. girlfriend who, when they play Dirty Scrabble, you know, like. <laughs> oh, I don't know. He has an Aries as a donor, and we are pretty geniuses, <laughs> so might pick up on that. Well, maybe uh, maybe no. Demond will learn something. Right. <laughs> hey, I'm still awake. <laughs> All right. So, so I did want to share with you, Dean. Yeah, he yeah. was talking about yesterday his favorite um, Steve Martin film. Yeah. So I was like, oh, we have to talk about that. So, 
Well, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh. Oklahoma, yeah. Oklahoma, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> he said that last night. I was like, I learned something new about oh, you. Really? I never that's, knew that. That's, that's a really good movie. <laughs> okay. They were getting over on every single female. <laughs> until <laughs> until the one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, today's white people question, uh, which, and it is a very stupid white people question because I've heard it over and over and over again, TikTok, Twitter, Tumblr, uh, Facebook, you name it. Um, so, uh, so why do black folks make up 13% of the population yet are responsible for 50% of the violent crimes? That is a, that's a stupid fucking question. Come on. If you don't know what the fuck you're doing in America, like it, hello, mm. country was built on our backs, and now they're gonna go ahead and they're gonna continue to, you know, climb up. Now they're using us like crates, like the crate challenge. <laughs> now they're gonna go ahead and use us as crates to be able to continue what they want, their agenda. But you know, they're gonna keep us like Hubby said, modern day slavery. Mm. That's fucking why. Perfect yeah. example: Brian Laundry, whatever his name is, the dude they killed, you know, his girlfriend. Sorry, if Brian's name was Tyrone, he would have been found or put in jail the day that she was missing but you guys let this fool go and slip off and he's somewhere come, this, well, come it's because of things like uh tulsa where when black people were driving they went through and and the- burned everything down and then or other places where it was thriving and then they tore it down and built Central a park, park. like yeah. in new york or where they uh in San Francisco, we just found out, not San Francisco, Marin, which is next to San Francisco, used to have big houses and stuff like that. And then they tore those down just Fillmore to district. do, uh, or Fillmore Tenderloins. District, yeah. yeah. They okay. tore the houses down just to build uh, projects or. Uh, yeah. Like everybody that was doing great. It was the, yeah, yeah. you know, where the government helps you get the house. Get it, what? Government housing. Just government housing, like, yeah, yeah. They get like Section A and stuff like that. Tore all the houses down just to put only Section A Kicked housing all these people out of their up houses. in there. Yeah. Uh, or you could go back to 1979, I think it was, when our president decided, okay, for them to uh, allow coke to come into the United States, but then send it to the hood and have it be Make it crack. Yeah. And now you get and then give us guns. 50 years for crack, but yet if you have coke, you get maybe two years. Yeah. And you get to maybe go to a nice for for the same in, fucking in drug, basically. Yeah, it's and and, and not, not only that. So let's 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 address the the fallacy of of the fifty thirteen thing. Um, those are arrests, number one, um, and th- it doesn't until you really get into the the roots of where all this comes from. I mean, and, and this kind of goes to what you were saying in Davis over policing, especially for black people. Uh, so when, when, I mean, they're just, that, that's s- systemic racism, of course. Uh, and, and so like when you had cops living in your community who actually live there, they're part of your community. That was the, the, the pal thing that you were talking about. So that, that's how, that's how policing should be. They sh- those people should be from the community that they are policing. Uh, and so what you're seeing here is arrest high arrest rates, but the, the, uh, the turnover of, uh, or, or the, uh, I'm trying to think of the word for it. Uh, basically where, yeah, the, 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 the so well, no, no, that's repeat, repeat offenders. I'm talking about where they're actually, they, when they get to, the part where they're going to court or uh they've already they've been in prison for a bit of time and they're they're 
the ruling gets overturned because they were they it's found out that they were completely wrong. So none of that is listed in this fifteen thirty the fifty thirty thirteen thing. So, appeals. Yeah, appeal appeals, yeah. The so everything that gets turned over, they're not talking about. That's just arrests. So and what we find also is and as you were talking about before with drugs, uh it has been found that white folks and black folks use drugs in about the same amount percent same. percentage wise. Same. However, Black folks get arrested at a much higher rate than white people for doing the same yep. drugs. So yeah, just like you were saying. So these are arrests. Not, this does not mean, and and I know you 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 some you some of you white folks out there want to say when well when there's smoke they're fired. No, that's just bullshit. Uh, so arrest doesn't even mean convicted. Though. No, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. So the the whole so so when you hear the the uh, fifty thirteen fallacy, that's what it's it, they they automatically assume because they've been arrested they must have done it. So yeah. and it's so, not, I mean I can tell you true. especially in college you go to college and I'm going to tell you who has the most drunk arrests who has the most DUIs who has like situations like that it's not black people it's not the people of color it's it's you know what I'm saying it's the ones who then can turn around and ask their parents for help or their parents make sure that that's something that they never have to deal with again. Uh, Where if it happens with black people, you are talking to your, your classmates or your roommates and you're like, hey, help me out because my mama cannot find out about this. And then it just kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like it comes up later in life and we don't have the, I don't want to say we don't have the resources, but we don't think about using our privilege that we don't have, but let's say we have it. We don't think about using our privilege to get us out of situations that you're really supposed to really learn from and kind of deal with the consequences. Whereas on the other side, you never have to deal with those consequences. They're taken care of for you. Um, for me, I, I grew up in, in a hood place. Had a pal, so good with cops. Mm. I tried, and then as time has been recently, cops have done a lot of bad things to people that look like me. So I try to tell my boys, that they still have to not be afraid of cops and, and everything like that. But what you were saying about how cops being from the community nowadays, they make it so hard because so many people that look like my son, they have seen cops in a bad light. Cause all mm -hmm. they see them doing is pulling over their parents or arrest their parents or, or, you know, just stuff like that. So they're getting all this bad image of it. And now it's become to where, I, I don't hear any of my students say that they want to be a firefighter or a or police a officer or anything like that. Whereas if they were in the neighborhood and they were doing well, you would have somebody going like, oh, I want to be like officer, blah, blah, blah. I want to do this. You don't, you don't see that. Same way that you don't hear many people going, I want to be in the army, you know, anymore. Like, same, you know, kind of same thing. Like, it, there's no good examples of it. But you see the kid that played basketball and that the whole town, you know, like put up on a pedestal. And so, yes, that's what I want to do. I want to be a basketball player. You, you I want to be a rapper. You see the rapper that's saying that he's been selling drugs and he's doing videos with guns in his videos. So he went viral. Now he has a fake chain on. And now that's the quick way to get money yeah. and being the police officer. And like, we can't blame them because that's what they have more access to. You're not, you're not, you're not having access to that good cop that's coming to the neighborhood and, you know, that comes and sits on your grandma's front porch and drinks lemonade. Which you are having more access to, and it's the social media and, and you know technology. You are having more access to that dude that's selling. You know, let's look at a uh, New Jack City, just for example. You know, um, he was an asshole. Wesley Snipes was an asshole in that movie. But what was he doing also? Giving turkeys. 
mm. taking care of, you know, the kids and the family. So those are the ones that are that are, you know, being looked up to because yeah. they're the ones that are doing things and in the community. That's a, and that's a mob thing as well. I mean, a mafia thing as well. So like, yeah. if you look, I mean, the, the, the mob out, out uh, back east who's running protection rackets and stuff like that, they are but they're still working with their community and, yeah. and, you know, basically, you know, helping the kids and doing all those things. So yeah, it's, it, that's, that's also very similar, um, with the yeah. mob. So when you don't have anything and your lights is getting turned off and your mom's always stressing cause just, you know, it's only her at the house and you could look across the street and you see a dude driving a, a flashy car and a whole bunch of water money when he pulls it out of his pocket, yep. it, it does not motivate you to go to college or do anything like that. True. Very true. And that's still the image that they keep portraying because that's what our videos are. That's how we're portrayed in commercials. It's like, come on, people, what do you what do you expect that that's all you see? And like, I love no Law and choice. Order. I love Law and Order, but they are so good for a perp always being very, you know, crackheaded esque, you know, ashy lips, um, kind of criminal. Like, or they're a drug pen, you know, a drug lord. Like, it it drives me. I love it. I love it. It's still a good show. But I'm like, we haven't moved on from that yet. We haven't. We. I mean, you know, I, I mean, they could be. I mean, if 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 mobsters were smart, they'd be making more mobsters like Stringer Bell. Facts, <laughs> like seriously, because they're real. I mean, they're look anybody that does anything like that, criminal enterprise that has to do with drugs or anything like that, they they would be great fucking business people. Oh yeah, because they have that mentality. Um, I mean, college yeah, educated. They I mean, have yeah. the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, there would be nine million Jeff Bezos, <laughs> and they would all have come from the hood if that experience, you know, if opportunities were provided the same way. So yeah, that's just bliss. I'm sorry, go ahead. If you don't know what you don't know, you're happy with Stringer Bell got his education, and then he tried to move the gang out, and then they end up letting him get killed. I'm just like same with religion. The more the more education you have, the less you believe in this myth about what happened two thousand twenty one years ago. It's like people. They came up with that saying, and it's something that's really been perpetuated in at least America. I don't know about the size, but in America, the, le the less you actually know, the happier you truly are in terms of, uh, you know, the matrix type shit. Yeah. You know, no, I you're in that. the system, yeah. you're locked in. A, a, a blissful ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. So. And they want to keep it that way. Yeah. And you know, that's why when something's happening government wise, look over here, look over here, look over here. We're about to give y'all another stimulus. And then as soon as everybody cancels those stimulus checks, then we find out, guess what? You guys have no, you no longer have the right to talk on the phone or whatever. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's always something like that. It's always a, a sideshow going. Or we're going to go garnish all you people that owe back, uh, they owe taxes for over 250000 since you didn't vote for me anyway. We're just going to go into your bank account and go in and take your money so we can cover up these stimuluses that we just paid Which off. is what they're doing now. And yeah. Damn. Everybody was wondering how they were going to cover stimulus. Don't get me wrong. Send me another one if you would like to. But right that's right how they're covering it now. That's why. Yeah, that's how they're covering it now. They're they're taking that top one percent, and they're like, "Hey, guess what? You know those taxes that you guys have been paying? Guess what? Now you're about to pay them, and we're about to put a lean on your account. The same thing that we do to poor people in this country. Well, I now think, you're about. I, to I mean, honestly, I think for the for I mean because people, I mean, I mean the billionaires made extra billions during the oh, pandemic yeah. quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm all in favor of them being taxed fairly compared to I didn't say that, you know, I'm not <laughs> at that level. Fairly, but, but robbery is yeah. that's not going into someone's account and just taking it to me seems more 
I mean, if they're taking not if, if they're taking it from a billionaire, I have no issue with that. At like all. Jeff Bezos would no. not even see that money. Being no, bought. I would. I wouldn't. I mean, he's because he's going to make it up tomorrow. So tomorrow, yeah, right now, <laughs> right now, before we end. And, he's made it. and I'll look at it from the flip side. If they could do it to a billionaire today, then they can do it to a broke person. Oh, they've tomorrow. been doing it to Which broke people do. forever. So that that's the issue is that they haven't been doing it to to rich people. They've been doing it to they're broke still, folks for a long time. Uh, it's still a distraction. Though. Like oh, now yeah. it's like, okay, well, let's appease that everybody that's not that top 1%. And we're going to talk about how we're doing this. But, you know, it could be three years from now. We could be doing great. Our economy's just back. And we're doing even better. Mm. And then, you know, good old a uh, AFT can come, come around and go, guess what? <laughs> Never mind. You guys owe those student loans. And they come, they're coming into, they're being paid now. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it can happen at any time. It so could. Uh, it, but um, I mean, it's good to see that those who have all the money basically are oh, well, are having yeah, to yeah. actually pay for society that that they're make they're yeah. making i mean there should to be fair to be fair uh there's and i and i know tr is in the same opinion there should not be billionaires there's no nobody needs to that much money there there's no way you could spend all that money and i i completely agree that they that the people who have more make more should should pay more mm -hmm. That isn't the issue, but if you've already like had that. an agreement or whatever to where something does have to be paid or you had a payment arrangement, and now just because the president wants to write in a presidential order to say, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to go into your account and then take the money out of your account, that then it gets really close to where you're overstepping your bounds. If I've already set this up, I've already talked to you. Mm. Now you're going to go back on what we've already set up. You shouldn't have set it up. And yeah, that's I completely agree. They should pay to, more taxes. Welcome not to America, because that's what they do from each president to the next. I mean, if you know, each office, see, thing, you know, they go back or they renege or. You know. The thing is, is, we wouldn't be in this situation if we had a fair tax system, and we don't. That part. <laughs> so, that part. That part. So we're we're stuck. I mean, we 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 can only do what we can do. I mean, you and I. Uh, all of us are powerless to do any fucking thing about it oh, aside yeah. from vote. Uh, and, you know, and we all live in very blue states. So that's, you know, <laughs> see, the, but, the difference is all, we're aware though. Yeah. yeah. Is that people do not want to make themselves aware whether the situation that Hummy's talking about, whether it's happening to broke people, rich people, that's why you have. sell your gold for cash. That's why you have, um, you know, the commercials, do you owe $10,000 or more in taxes? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's why you have that. Yep what happened you know, and my thing is this we are supposed to believe in in our system the way it is we're bypassing the checks and balances to where how mm -hmm. things are actually just supposed to happen and again it's more of a at some point the more presidential as they have is somebody's really going to do what trump, what they thought trump was going to do and be like okay well now army you move on me you know what i'm saying so it's like sooner or later there has to be president that's like look we're going to do this the right way now. It's not been been done the, the right way, and it's leading us down a, a rabbit hole that mm. they're making it really hard for people to get out of. Either you're not going to trust the government or... Well, I, I mean, I'd like to think that this is basically a reset. And, and I mean, and it may not be. I, I you know, I, I, I will, I'll give, I'll give Joe a little bit of benefit of the doubt over Trump. Um, but... <laughs> Should have that 1999 reset. That would have been great. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to where uh, the back to 1960 something, where the taxation for the rich folks was about 75. Oh, and, I like. So, 
Yeah. So back when we actually had it, that, which, which allowed us to have a middle class. And when Reagan, it's, so it was back, it's, it's really when Reagan came in and started slashing taxes that that's well, because he was all about self-reliance and accountability, yeah. Reagan, which, cowboy Reagan, times which he fucking had no accountability for any goddamn thing. No, none, none <laughs> or self-reliance. Yeah. Like this is not like, Get stop living in your movies that you used to make, homie. Like this all trickled down. It was supposed to make all the way down to the bottom of the hill, no. but it never got past the peak of the mountain. Nope. Yeah, trickle down is bullshit. Lindsay, what you got about all this? Um, <laughs> I mean, we've talked about it a lot on these episodes. Um, I just feel America is what it is. It is a system engineered to do what it does. Um, I will sum it up, especially the conversations you guys have just been having with I took politics 101 when I went back for graphic design. And the final test was you had to explain the Constitution in a one page essay. You could not go over. He said, if you go over one page, I will throw it out. So basically what I wrote was my little whatever, whatever. And the conclusion was the Constitution is a rubber band document that is meant to be interpreted however it best serves the person who has the power to manipulate it. That is what it is. And the guy, the teacher wrote, 110%, you got it, kid, exclamation point. That it is what it is. You know what (laughs) I mean? So, I mean, we can debate it and talk it till the cows come home, but it's exactly what you're saying. If the government wants to take your house tomorrow, they will fucking take it. I know I'm going to get my ass in trouble talking so much on this fucking podcast, but I mean, that just is what it is. <laughs> and I think there are many people who are more awake than they present themselves to be, but that they do just say, you know what, man, I see it for what it is. I'm fucking powerless. I'm just going to bury my head in the sand, bury my head in Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. Like the prison system. I'll make another that's podcast. What the problem becomes, yes. Because <laughs> even though we realize we don't have the power, Use use the power that you do have to try to I agree. make a change. You know, so that's but when push happens. comes yeah. to shove, yeah. oh, I agree. Everybody's so self um, absorbed. You're you're, but yeah, it's not my problem. So I don't have to really do anything about it. Totally. That's the wrong way to look but at I it. mean, that does come, and I know, and I'll be quite quick. So then, Demond can give his, his thoughts. But when push comes to shove, now I don't give a fuck. Y'all can kill me. I say it all the time on Trash Talking Podcast. You should have killed me when you had the chance. I seriously do not give a fuck. But. When push comes to shove and then let's say the police show up here at my apartment tomorrow and say, oh, Lindsay, we found meth in uh, your trunk. Knowing that I never did any goddamn meth, but I'm just been on this podcast running my mouth and the government here does do shit like that. Or they murder Breonna Taylor in her sleep, et cetera, et cetera. What you gonna do? Then people do start to get shoved. Uh, Devon, if you have any final thoughts before we should button this up, I know it's 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 almost one o'clock your time, so. I don't. Um, <laughs> I don't. I, everything that's been said has been said uh, more eloquently than I probably would have today, uh, <laughs> to be honest. That's all. You know, I, I, yeah, it's uh, it's that's a, it's some heavy stuff that we've covered. And I know we've covered it on this podcast before. And we, yeah, it, 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 I guess we just keep having to hammer the hammer at home. So <laughs> I just, you know, I, it's 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 just fr- it's frustrating. Um, to continue to have these conversations it's like you don't want your it's like i've stopped i've almost stopped having these conversations because it just feels like somebody's trying to lure me into a bad faith uh conversation and there are very few things that get me angrier yeah yeah you know what i mean it's like you're wasting my time i have better things to do 
you know, okay. so you're not wrong. Um, it, it, it's frustrating, but we got to keep having them or nothing's going to change. So, you know, yep. it's six in one hand, half dozen the other. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that's why we have shows like this to bring it to bring it to bring more people awareness, bring another perspective or another way of saying it. uh, And then maybe it'll hit different. That's, you know, that's the only thing that really we can do. We can't force anybody to do anything else. Yeah. And that's facts, facts, no printer. that and that that yeah that's uh, that's a good place to end this so yeah and and demont yeah real quick before we before we go and, and just like i like that uh give us your your plugs uh of what everything that you're doing before i do that sure, sure. i want to remind people who are listening to this show to go to wherever you uh downloaded this or listen to it and leave a review so uh and what ha- cuz what happens is the algorithms is pretty complicated and I don't know anything about it but I do know that the more reviews you have the higher that you can be seen in your different categories and the last I looked on Apple uh, podcast uh I think it was Tuesday the last review that this show had was in last November and that was and that was one that I did so <laughs> oh, no. people that, so people need so you what would y'all hit 4,000 downloads? Yeah, Is that what you said we're, last yeah, week? Yeah, we're, let's say, let me go p- take a peek real quick. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're over 4,000. Um, exactly. I think we're, and we're getting close to five. We have 4332 right now. Yeah, well, I love that, fam. So, you know, that extends to this show and all of the, uh, of our shows and, that we have. And Demond, we do, we, appre- we fully appreciate your support of this show. And I know you retweet yeah. and tweet everything. So we really do appreciate that. It's our cousin. I, 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 and I appreciate you guys. It's, it's, it's weird. It's like being invited to your favorite TV show (laughs) or something. It's like, Oh, you want to be, you you want to be, it would be like me being invited back to wrestling. I was like, really? (laughs) Cool. All right. Okay. So uh, back to the, back to the pluggables. Um, uh, I'm at demand does on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, you can find Demond Does on any of your podcast apps. You can find in, in the stack and any uh, the library podcast on any of your podcast apps. And also, uh, am I forgetting something? Oh, Disputed as well. And oh, yeah, uh, MJ, I'm going to have to talk to you because I have a great idea for a different world, but it might take some doing that I don't have time for just yet. So we'll have to talk about that. I'll squeeze that in there. Squeeze that in there. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, when we love what we do and it's, um, we're able to share our thoughts and our visions and, and then talk about things that we are you know, passionate about, that's why we end up having two and a half hour episodes. So, <laughs> but there's also so many hours in the day that we also have to, you know, eat and live and be parents and work and all that good stuff. Yeah. Join so the Patreon to get all of it. Yep, exactly. Get on the Patreon. Do it. Do it now boondockspod.com slash links and you'll find all of our links for everything including our discord our patreon our twitter everything it's all there and uh boondockspod.com slash merch to uh get some cool t-shirts yes get on it do it do it now and uh and tr will be back next week after her uh her uh lounging out on the the lanai and uh lucky her, duck her little oh, wherever man. she's there so fancy hawaii <laughs> so yeah um but yeah uh so yeah go give us go give us a review if you would that would be great because uh yeah uh and i, I so yeah it's either yeah, so app, uh, you could do it on apple i think you could do it on pod chaser and there may be one more where you can actually Popcorn. do work yeah 
Yeah. Spotify, I would assume. I don't know if you can do uh, reviews on Spotify. Really? I don't. You can do likes at least. No, uh, yeah. They have something or thumbs like, up, like yeah. the green room or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Like you can favorite the podcast on Spotify, which is still helping the algorithm. Yeah. Us podcasters are changing the game. Like there's all these platforms that are coming out now and you know, they're adding things like Anchor was like, I was doing this shit. The rest of y'all are just coming up now. But it's, you know, it allows a lot of opportunities for us to be able to get our products out there and our and our content yep. um, and make them sound as professional as, as we want them to. Excuse <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> I coughed the microphone. Because <laughs> I coughed the Sounds real professional. Went down the wrong pipe. Went down the wrong pipe. <sighs> Pause. <laughs> right? That's another one. That's another sound right there. Right. Uh, before we get, go, though, I do have to give a shout out because my Warriors just beat the Lakers. Holla, holla, holla. So. And, and my Cowboys beat the Patriots. So <laughs> no one really likes the Cowboys. Though. Everybody loves the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves the Cowboys, and that's the that's the law. So <laughs> <laughs> it's the law of the land. Oh, no, Niners over here. Niners and Warriors all day. <laughs> all right anything else from anybody Lindsay? you got anything nah dude that xanax is kicking in y'all don't fall asleep he's got one minute left so mj you're on outro today <laughs> dean you and i just keeping people up <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah all us old folks the, the old folks it. keeping every, keeping the young ones up <laughs> all right so uh all right well so we'll see uh everybody next time all right don't take this the wrong way but i need you to get the hell up out of here Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We hope to see you back again next time for the episode, The Story of Lando Freeman. Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com links. Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's 760-WE-3-UNDO. Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag make a change by K-I-R-K. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Our outro is good times by Audiovinger. You can find them on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube.